Hello, my friends. Today, I want to talk to you about meditation. So, a friend asked me today, how do I meditate? How often? For how long? And I really had to think about this because he's coming from a background of an occultist, uh, Crowleyite, uh, Thelemite type situation. But while I was talking to him, uh, I was trying to stay in the same vein as he was, but I found myself going back to the Gothas every time. Uh, and I found that in uh, Song 8 of the Gothas, uh, Zarathustra says that um, meditate that, that Ahura Mazda tells him that meditation is best for man. That silent meditative thought is best for man. And so it didn't really answer his question, but then we got a little further and uh, I was reminded of the fact that Mendidia, Mendidia, I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation, but it's the word in the Avestan in the Gathas that means meditate because Zarathustra is asking her Mazda, so how do we meditate on these things and bring those things to pass, which you know, which we are planning or which we are um, wishing for, desiring? And so when you break down the word Mendidia, however it's pronounced. Uh, you get M-E-N, which is mentality, mind, uh, of the mind, and Daidi, which is D-A-I-D-I, which means to bestow or to, um, or bestowing, act of bestowing. And then, uh, uh, Y, I think it's Y-A-I, um, or Y-I-A, it means uh, these or this, this or these matters. So, so, bestowing uh, of from the mind or of the mind, bestowing these matters. In other words, bringing these things of the mind to pass. So, we see now that in one chapter is talking about Ahura Mazda tells mankind, hey, for you it is best to have Tushnamayati, which is silent meditation, silent meditative thought, which leads to Armayati, which is perfect piety. And then you see that meditate actually means to um, to focus in a way that you bring the the mental map into existence, into physicality. And and so when I told him this, he asked me, he said, "Well, what about um, you know? So so what is the the what is the mental map when you're talking about the things that you desire and imagine and and see in your mind?" What is and I and and of course I was reminded of another one where it says that um, that the Kabis and the princelings and and the the devil lovers give the ox over to wrath with shrieking and and hollering so that the Kavi can gain regulation of breath and that reminded me of something that I had embarked on a study and found that. Through research that the 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 constituents of man in the soul lore of, of the Muslim way, the Dina, which is the vision soul, is directly related and connected to the Irvon, which is the breath soul. So breath, control of the breath, regulation of breath, actually causes divine visions, ecstatic visions, etc. So we know that if you hyperventilate, for example, uh, through regular, deep, quick breaths, 
then you will um, you can pass all the way out. Kids have played it for years. The hyperventilation game. Uh, so and but when you do that, you have a few seconds, and you wake up having dreamed for it seems like hours, right? You get a whole uh, a whole story in your head from a few moments of ecstasy or out of the bodiness. And so we see that regulation of breath or irregulation just by hyperventilation, but either way, regulation or slowing the heart rate and the uh, uh, blood pressure down by shallow, slow breathing and holding the out breath, we see that we can change the way that our mind works, the way the thought processes work, and actually give ourselves an opening where a bridge to the other world or to uh, Minog, Minoi is created so that God uh, can show us a thing. I think it makes sense if you think about Zarathustra having his visions. He was at the water's edge. He was gathering water for the festival. Uh, I think it was. And uh, so you know that he was heaving the water and, you know, drawing the water out, get out of breath. So why wouldn't it? Why couldn't it have been a hyperventilation thing that caused that ecstatic out of body, laying the body aside, I think it's called, in the Avesta, where he laid the body aside and was present in the, in the house of song and, and pure white light, so bright that it's, he cast no shadow. And so it, it was really neat to, to go down those roads again today and visit those those concepts of meditation and silent meditative thought and the vision soul being connected to the breath soul. And uh, Dwayne Thomas and I have been talking about this a lot, about the regulation of breath. And we've taken two different tacks. He's taken a tack where he is controlling the breath through full, slow, deliberate, deep breaths, filling the whole body cavity uh, with the, with the um, inflated lungs and then holding it for a second and letting it all the way back out. And I've been doing it to where I'm laying flat on my back and slowly bringing down my heart rate through slow, shallow breaths and holding the out breath for about three seconds or five seconds. Uh, if my heart's really going really fast, I'll do it for five seconds and I'll before I take another in-breath. And it'll be a slow, deliberate in-breath about midway through the um, inhalation. I'll, the full inhalation, I'll stop and breathe it out very slowly, exhale slowly, and then hold that count again for five heartbeats. And I'll generally, uh, I will bring that down to three once my heart rate gets low enough to where three seconds equals the original, or three heartbeats uh, roughly estimates the, um, the five original heartbeats that I was holding for before. And so I'm learning that as I do that, as I start to get in that liminal state between waking and sleeping, I'm getting the same kind of visual cortex activity uh, where I'm seeing things in my mind's eye that uh, are startling me awake and I'm having to write them down. And so I think that's pretty neat. And that, of course, that's that silent meditative thought as well because focusing on your breathing and leaving everything else out, uh, that's one of the methods of the uh, of good thinking in the Muslim way. And of course, that's one of three parts of good thoughts, good words, good deeds. And then there's um, another meditative process whereby you focus on an idea, an entity, an object, 
uh, a time, a thing, and you focus on it, you turn it, you see it, you visualize it, you imagine everything about it, you divide it, you turn it inside out, whatever you have to do in order to focus on the thing in a meditative way to discover more about it uh, as an, an illustrative uh, type of process. So you're illustrating to yourself um, the very thing that you're meditating upon. So the breath is controlling of visions. It causes visions depending on how you breathe. So let's focus on that until next week. Let's focus on how breathing can affect the visual cortex and change your thinking process. And tell me what you think. Practice it. Tell me what you think. Give me, give me a, give me something back in the uh, in my Ken Stave um, messenger or at mozdenwerewolf.com or mozdenwerewolf at gmail.com. Hit me up in an email. Let me know something. Or of course, leave a voice recording here for me. I hope you all have enjoyed today's episode of my ranting and raving and mumbling. And as always, ushjate, my friends. Happiness to you. <laughs>